0: Hello, everybody. Just before we begin, this is Chris. I just wanted to let you know that despite this being episode number four, we actually recorded it first way back, I think, last in summer 2020. And I just wanted to caveat the episode with that because we were still getting the format of the show right at the time. And the episodes you've heard before, uh, we sort of had, had nailed the format by then. And also uh, there's a few references we make that are a little out of date now. But all that aside, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Board Game Jerk podcast, a podcast where we fire up a bot to give us board game ideas, go through three of them on each episode and see which ones are crazy, which ones might just work. Before we go any further, let's just introduce everybody. Let's start with you, Jason. Introduce yourself.
1: Hi, I'm Jason. I am a RPG line editor and writer, and I formerly worked in the computer game industry doing massively multiplayer games. I live in Berlin, and
0: um, I'm
1: currently quarantined.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of commonality in these introductions. We'll see. Okay, and how about you, Rebecca?
2: Hi Chris, Uh, I'm also quarantined here in Berlin, and although I don't have much experience with board games beyond Scrabble, Monopoly and Family Arguments, um, my mind was broadened to them a little bit a few years ago when a friend had a board game catered wedding, and suddenly (laughs) I realised all the possibility that there was. Uh, So I'm here and excited to learn more.
0: (laughs) I want to see photos. Uh, (laughs) There are many. (laughs) And Michael, how are you?
3: Hi, yeah, I'm Michael, very well, thanks, here in Germany, not in Berlin, uh, but also quarantined and appreciate this moment of levity. I would say I'm more of an enthusiast, bit of a bit of a gamer, uh, like a bit of board games, uh, role-playing games, um, making my first forays into a bit of game design, um, so I'm interested to get some ideas, actually, from the other people and <laughs> <laughs> steal them, no, no. Um, yeah, and this is not my first podcast.
0: And is, I am Chris. I'm in Berlin. we We have a little bit of a Germany theme here right now. Michael is not too far away from us. Actually, I forget where you are sometimes. <laughs> Me too where are you Michael. Me too. I'm in okay, Frankfurt. That was, that's good. To know. I'm in the
3: other oh, city. Okay. I'm in the other part of Germany.
0: The other city. There's only two. There's also Munich. I heard nothing. I heard Munich's okay. It's only a rumor. <laughs> it's only a rumor, yeah. Apparently it's a separate country these days. Um, I am a technical writer by day, and um, I also write games in my spare time, some role-play games, some interactive fiction. Actually, a lot of that is going to be available very soon. Some of it kind of is in a, in a hidden way, so I'll, I'll tell you more about it soon. But more to the show. So we're going to have three ideas. They will roughly have the same structure for each. We will introduce the idea. We will brainstorm the idea. We will figure out a title, the most important thing. And then we're going to try a test round, Um, like playing the game that we have just invented, which (laughs) could go well. We'll see what happens. Um, I'm going to introduce the three ideas. Every host has a veto. If they don't like the sound of the idea, they can change it a bit. We're still figuring out exactly to what extent, but um, we'll see. And the final thing we're just going to say is we're giving out lots of ideas here. We give out all of this content on a um, Creative Commons license. If you like what you hear and you decide to turn it into a game, that's great. But please let us know. Please attribute it to us. And, you know, if you make millions, give us a few beers. Give us a free copy. Call us genius. That's fine. But just, just let us know if you do use the idea. We'd love to hear from you. That is all. That's all we ask. Okay, let's get started. Everybody ready? Okay, I'm going to fire up the board game jerk bot. Here we go. All right. The um, first one is a tile placement game where you are ancient Romans painting swords in the museum. <laughs> all right. So
2: many visuals coming to mind. Mm. <laughs>
0: Any initial questions or, or thoughts here?
2: Well, when I hear tile placement, I have no idea what that means. But because you also said it with Romans, I just imagine it's people sitting around making mosaics. Mm. Yeah. Well,
0: that's actually not without pre- uh, precedent. There is actually a tile placement game where you are making stained glass windows yeah. and Aww. tiles. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is a tile game where you lay tiles, actually. So um, quite a famous one. What's it called? Actually, Jason, I've played it with you. Azul. Azul, yes. Traditionally, tile placement. To be honest with you, I'm not even completely concrete on this theme. Has anyone got any clarifications on on the on the mechanic? Actually, um,
1: tile placement games can be Scrabble, you know, where you're basically putting pieces. Uh, yeah. I mean, dominoes is a very, uh,
0: you know, a very
1: classic one where you're basically you've got a assortment of pieces and you're putting them down to try to form some greater pattern or matching um, some element okay. of the tiles with others. Yeah.
2: So something no. for this could be something like putting down tiles to make different types of swords yes. for the Romans or like something.
1: The, um, <laughs> like if, yeah. if they had, um, I don't know if it made its way to England or uh, Germany, but this, uh, this game called, or this toy called Little Van Gogh or um, fashion plates, they were these little tiles that you would assemble into a little frame. And then you'd lay a sheet of paper over them and rub them with a pencil, oh. and it was like dresses for fashion yes. plates. I,
2: ha- I had the fashion plates one as a child. Yeah, yeah.
1: and yes. for boys, <laughs> for boys we had little Van Gogh, which was you know like a you'd build a little customized van. With the front, the, the oh, I thought, oh, I thought I thought that
2: we were thinking um, Dutch painter. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was
1: it. Was clever that way.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay, Wait, we, okay, but
1: fans. Okay, so so
4: <laughs>
0: that's yeah, the I first
3: mean, bad pun. Yeah. That's the first great pun of the of the
0: episode. Okay, I think we're we fully responsible for no, it, to no, be fair. no, no, I'm just <laughs> repeating.
1: But yeah, I mean, something where you're putting together elements of swords could be kind of fun, rather than maybe painting tiles. That's the weird part. No.
0: See, I'm also thinking, I looked at my game shelf now, and I realize I do have several tile placement games, actually. Mm. Uh, I have uh, Patchwork, which is a two-player game where you make patchworks. Mm. Uh, I have Isle of Cats, where you rescue cats, which is actually quite similar to Patchwork in that you're trying to uh, uh, fill a a grid with different shaped tiles, kind of like Tetris on a board, and have as few gaps as possible. And then I also have Founders of Gloomhaven, which is insanely complicated, where you're trying to build a city. But they're all tile placement, where you're placing tiles in a particular pattern to try and, uh, in two ways, make good shapes in another way, connect things together. So actually, now I'm starting to understand the thing myself more. Like
1: Waterworks is another one that's a very popular one where you're building
0: plumbing. Oh, actually, yeah, Pipeline. I now realize I have several. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: the the nomenclature part of the (laughs) discussion is now over. Let's
0: move into design. All right. So why are Romans painting
2: swords. So can I I just tell you perhaps some of the visuals that come to mind? Mm. (laughs) Just reading this, um, because ancient Romans painting swords in the museum, I just think of one of the visitor centers along Hadrian's Wall. And then I see these (laughs) Roman soldiers in their little soldier skirts, perhaps sitting at the kids' coloring table Mm. and the tiny little chairs. So This is all the things that are going through my mind right now. Um, also that or them being in the museum kind of like penny crayon oh, yeah, yeah. drawing things and them coming to life
0: <laughs> oh. oh yes okay it's interesting because you you go very literal and you're not really romans you're pretending to be romans in a museum yeah. which is quite believable <laughs> <laughs> or you're ancient romans in an ancient museum
4: mm. Mm.
3: yeah and are you painting
0: pre-existing swords are you coloring them in mm
3: are you kind of trying to brighten them up a little bit or are you painting like pictures of swords on the bathroom? That's the toilet uh, oh. in Britain on the bathroom wall in the, in the cubicle. And like, here's my Gladius, ha, ha, ha.
1: <laughs> or are you building little customized swords? You know, like yeah. with like little Van Gogh or fashion plates where you sort of <laughs> you lay down your pieces like here's the the little knob at the end. Here's the handle, the hilt. Here's the cross piece. And here's the blade. And then you sh- sh- rub it with yeah, your. It, oh, control. I
2: have played a game a bit. It reminds one of the games from the oatmeal. I forget which one. Um, the guy that did exploding kittens. And it's the I forget what you're building. Whether you're building dinosaurs or monsters or something. But there, you kind of put all weird appendages on. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Like ah, can you put appendages on a sword? Well, of course, wings. You can, yeah, why or, not? Yeah, yeah,
2: because yeah. you can have all different types of things. Yeah.
3: You have a you have a number of design elements, right? You've got the pommel. Mm. I think you were going for the pommel, Jason. Well, I You can go for like, like
1: different drown us in jargon. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> no, but I think, I think that's that appeals to mm. sword nerds. Actually, oh, yeah. I think you're going to get. Nerds. Sword nerds. You're gonna get your market here. Are your sword nerds? Maybe
0: mm. I'm sure they exist. Oh, they do. <laughs> you've
3: got your you've got your basket hilt versus your straight hilt. You've got different, you know, different oh, uh, types of blade. Of course, you've got a lot of
2: different types of blades. And then the hmm. question is, does it need to come out of the Roman box then yeah. to have enough variety? Maybe or it's... what do you take it into different weapons?
1: It could be Romans being fantastical and whimsical. Yeah. Like, here is my sword <laughs> that has a hilt that looks like a, a griffin or um, yes. some sort of creature that doesn't exist. or
0: Like Fantastic Beasts or this something. This That game where you fold over bits of paper. Sure. Yeah, if that's what it's This called. sword has
1: two blades. You know, it splits in the middle like a, a tuning fork.
0: Okay, this is good, this is good. All right, final question, Uh, why are they in a museum? Did Romans even have museums? I guess they did, I'm not sure. I
2: I was thinking um, maybe if you've got the murals perhaps, or it could be a modern museum, but somehow, through some mystical link, they need more weapons and you're painting them into murals. This is a Ooh. springboard. Ooh. So you're kind of giving them, that's, that's your medium to give them what they need to be able to change history or something.
0: I like that. That makes it a little bit more uh, esoteric than just <laughs> making nice swords. You've got to make yeah. nice swords so the Romans are happy in the past. Ooh. Yes. Time travel it, is always good.
1: It could be too that the... Um, the Roman soldiers are so angry about the depiction of swords <laughs> on the walls in the mosaics <laughs> that they've said, we need to do these because we understand them. And so they're having fun with it though. They're on this boring job where they have to build little mosaic swords and then paint them. <laughs>
0: perhaps. Okay. Then Who knows? We have posterity. a couple of minutes left. So let's, let's figure out the, the tile placement part. I'm guessing that uh. is assembling um, through various random tiles, you draw a fantastic-looking sword that mm. somehow scores points based on colour combinations, symbols, etc. Yeah. Yeah? Sure. Okay. Do we like the time travel aspect, or are we going to be <laughs> pretending to be ancient <laughs> Romans in a museum, or are we going to be people in the present? Uh, <laughs> making swords for the oh, ancient Romans I know ancient oh.
2: Romans are coming to life from the murals and we have to fight them off by creating fantastical swords so we make the swords and then the combat is against them
3: I think Ben no. Stiller is on the phone for you actually <laughs>
4: yes. um,
3: I think I just had a very boring thought I'm really sorry in advance <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Actually, it's pretty historical. I mean, if you look at like ancient uh, sculpture, probably they painted the sculpture. You know, like they would actually color mm-hmm. it in.
4: Mm-hmm. And like the, the
3: statues would be pretty colorful, gaudy, or lo- even gaudy looking. Yep. Ah, yeah, that's yes.
4: true. Okay. So
3: maybe the maybe the time traveling Romans they see this museum and they're like, "What have you done? It's so boring! Come on, like liven this up a bit." Oh,
2: that's a good idea.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're hanging around at night. Yeah.
0: Okay. Painting every night. Yeah. Okay. And, and now <laughs> yeah. I like this because it's giving us a commercial angle to the aforementioned movie. We can we can get into the franchise here. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the <laughs> aforementioned <laughs> movie. Yes. Money. Yes. On the money. Okay. All right. So I think we have a rough a rough, <laughs> <laughs> a, rough uh, a rough idea here. I'm not entirely sure if we will agree on it, but I think we have a rough idea. Um. Title.
1: Time tiles
0: time
1: tiles <laughs> mm. time, time tiles sounds good yeah i think it's a seller time ti- has tiles,
2: tiles. yeah because then you can broaden it, it out to different time periods you, as well for different versions
1: you could call it yeah you could call it time and tiles which is you know a
0: time tiles home, home. and then you can have different um different um eternal like, expansions.
1: <laughs> you can <laughs> have the time it could time. be Time and Tiles, which is, you know, a play on Time and Tide, <laughs> which is an album name. I don't know. I'm getting it's an album. Of
3: I think, are we going to go with brass rubbing here? Is that the? Is there any brass rubbing mechanic at all? Or is that was that relegated?
1: <laughs> we, let's, we, let's save that for another great game. <laughs> That's cool,
0: yeah. <laughs> That's another genre. We've also got past the mechanics, to be fair, Michael. So. Let's start adding more mechanics in. Although I do have no. fond memories of uh, of um, of uh, of brass Romanes. I'm just checking what the name for a Roman sword was, and it was gladius, called, huh?
1: Or a spatha, a gladius or a spatha, depending on yeah. what
0: era. And I was hoping they might be with a T, the but they don't. <laughs> no, they do not.
1: The gladius was the one used by a soldier, and the spatha was shorter and uh, sharper. Okay. I, this is the kind of thing I know as an RPG designer. Fair
0: enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Yes. Okay. So um, we have time tiles as the time tiles as the title. Oh my god, it's confusing. Um, I think we have roughly defined the, the game as you are laying tiles to make the best looking sword. Uh, I'm still a little unclear on what we're doing with it. <laughs> Whether we're painting murals, painting statues passing them through a time warp or what uh, what's what's uh, what's the vote there
1: you're trying to complete the mosaic
0: okay okay okay
1: okay yeah yeah the mosaics have big empty pieces and you're yeah.
0: putting in your tiles where the swords go and the roman the ancient romans are somehow receiving that for battle
1: i yeah that that i'm not sure about. <laughs>
0: we've got to be very sure now this could be crucial what do you think Uh, i don't know oh no yes they put
2: it in the mosaics and then a few months later they dig up further roman relics which happen to look just like the swords they put in the mosaics (laughs) that's (laughs) That's,
0: that's, <laughs> that's theme i guess we could also add an expansion <laughs> with connection to oh yeah time. i'm just
2: writing the bit of the like booklet that no one reads
0: of unnecessary no, detail yeah. no. the intro fiction <laughs> what do you think michael do you want that historical time travel to be part of theme or just it's only implied just an actual mechanic
3: <laughs> i think it's i think it's good to throw it in and keep it ready for the expansion. Because we always, okay. whenever we design a game, we're always thinking what's going to sell even more.
0: So Definitely. that's got to be expansions. And the Kickstarter goals, of course. The Kickstarter goal could be your very own <laughs> Roman model that then you stick it on somehow. I have no idea <laughs> it's going to work, okay. <laughs> All right, so let's try and somehow with this, this slightly vague idea, play an example first turn. Okay. Um,
1: Everyone is shaking their head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just panicking, not shaking my head. Mm. Um, well, it's only our
3: first try. It's only our first yeah, try, this, yeah, yeah, so yeah. let's,
0: let's, uh, let's not be too hard on ourselves. So we have a, a big bag of tiles, I guess. Yeah, we I have. Draw
1: and whoever gets the right one goes first.
0: We have a, um, a, a, a player board, which I guess is a mosaic with a missing sword piece.
3: Can I just interject? I. When you say, when you talk about the components, it brings back memories, childhood memories, going around these museum gift shops and seeing these like cardboard dioramas. And I've got my Roman soldiers. I can dress up maybe some gladiators and they have a little slot for the sword or maybe I've got like a table and it's got all these weapons on it. Maybe I want to assemble that first. And then I've got a... um, some authentic Roman dice that I'm gonna roll <laughs> it's all about that it's all about a feel you know a museum game mm-hmm. maybe
0: okay yeah yeah so mm-hmm. it's, so, it's, so maybe it's mm-hmm.
3: actually quite a bad game.
4: But because I bought it
3: at a museum, I'm still going to play this with my kids.
0: It's (laughs) educational. Daddy, the Romans didn't have griffins coming out of their swords. Shut up. (laughs) Mm.
1: (laughs) Well, but I think that the the element of the time-traveling Romans creating fake antiques is quite a good one. You know, they're actually sending, they're going back in time and creating these bizarre motifs (laughs) so that they echo through time and now they're, you know, getting rich on all of these uh, <laughs> weird looking things that are completely unique. That, timid, I I the barbarians with these that is like fantastic. Things. Yeah. And the you're, se- you're selling injury. it to collectors.
3: Okay. Yeah. So then, so there you go. So I'm going to try and like, is there some kind of drafting I have to do or bidding for these tiles? Like I'm digging them out of the ground so actually, and then assembling yeah. them and then putting them back into time. So this and then I is... get my points at the end
0: looking, I think I might channel um, Isle of Cats here, where you do have to buy. You have a selection of tiles each round, and you have to kind of buy them, um, depending on which one suits you best. And in Patchwork, for example, you have you can only pick from the first three coming, and they have sort of uh, iconography that gives you negatives and positives. So I think you're right there. Not just random. It should be each turn is a selection, and you somehow get to purchase, or maybe you roll these Roman dice and they give you, um, they restrict your selection somehow. Not sure. It's
3: inspiration. It's its artistic inspiration, Chris. Yeah. It's Maybe okay. it's fate. Maybe it's the fate, you know, the muses. In fact, it's probably Ooh. more than fate. Could be the muses, maybe.
0: What, Could the, be. The dice or the...
3: So who goes first?
0: <laughs> who goes first? <laughs> who is, who's the, who's, who's the who was last in ancient Rome? <laughs>
3: I'll go first. So I'm going to roll my Muse dice. I've got these nine dice and they allow me to pick up to nine pieces. And so that's that's how I kind of pick my inspiration. I've got these nine numbers or these nine symbols and I can I can spend them on some pieces of sword or I can save them for later or I can trade them, something like this. So then I've got my pieces of sword. Okay, your turn.
2: Uh, Just uh, a question: Is is have you chosen nine for a particular reason?
3: Yes, because there's nine muses in in classical uh, mythology. Is that right? Just off the top of my head.
1: (laughs) For the purpose of this show, yes, you are correct. (laughs) Who's
3: got Wikipedia open? I've I've got it on something else.
0: Okay, my turn. I'll roll my somewhere between one and nine dice. I get my icons. I'm I'm thinking, um, what could the icons be? Um, Uh, What are the icons? What did the muses tell you? They told you... What did the muses
3: tell me? So, um, they. uh, I'm just checking how many, because that's really bugging me now.
2: There might have been a different number. (laughs) Because nine feels like a large number, just from a game.
1: Well, maybe they're themed by Roman gods. Mm. And so you... um, they could be, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, yeah. you have to. And so, if you get like, like the highest like,
2: number, you get Aries or something.
1: So, so or Zeus, Zeus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right? So well, I was thinking you war, know, but yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So
3: Aries is going to give you the blade, obviously. Aspects. Sure. Sorry, Ma- is and then, it Mars?
4: Yeah. But, Mars. Sorry, yeah, Mars.
3: Yeah.
0: Yes,
4: and
3: okay. um, and then one of the other ones is maybe like it's more artistic or something. Um, okay. Different qualities, so different types of tiles. Maybe okay. I can pick from different pools okay. of these things.
0: Yep. okay, I like this. So I've rolled my dice. I'm not <laughs> gonna try and remember all the Roman gods, but I've got some, some war tokens, some art tokens. So I'm gonna pick some tiles that uh, are really like sharp and practical, because that's the war stuff. And then some others that make my sword like purple and have frilly bits, because that's the art side. Mm. Okay, <laughs> who's next? Right. Rebecca.
2: Oh, okay. So I'm also rolling, rolling my various dice. Um, And I'm going to select things that are purely um, inspired by by war and utility. So I'm just taking everything from that and going whole hog on it.
0: All right. right. Jason, your turn.
1: Well, um being the last in the round, I roll whatever dice are left and look at the sad selection of other tiles <laughs> that are the um the the didn't want group and I decide that my strategy is going to be an eclectic one. And <laughs> probably will change based on, you know, whatever the next draw is for the next turn.
0: Now um, who was the Roman god of um messenger? What was the messenger? That was, was it? Hermes. It was also Hermes. So I, be, yes. I, I I like the idea that whoever ends up or, with the most yeah. no, Hermes symbols gets to go first next. Oh,
1: uh, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm mixing up Greek and uh, oh, uh, I think Roman, they did too. of course. I think Roman <laughs> Roman was um, Mercury, right? Okay.
0: Yes. No, you, it's all the planets.
4: Two,
1: yeah. 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 I mean, okay. same
0: guy. <laughs> so whoever gets that gets to go first. Maybe yeah. whoever has the most of other symbols gets to do something else. Maybe that's where we can get the battle aspect in Mm. as well so that starts to think about next turns as well but yeah yeah. Yeah.
2: when when it comes to the sword design and the elements would you also want things that are perhaps a bit of a disadvantage or not like a blade made out of like custard or something really unpractical yeah yeah
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) sometimes you have to place
1: I was thinking glass, maybe, or crystal, but custard is an <laughs> old <fish>. choice.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's custard with a really thick skin on it that's been left there oh, for yeah. ages. Oh, so. Yeah, oh, That right. would put the enemy <laughs> off, actually. Your
1: foes will flinch away from, don't yeah. hit me with that custard blade. Ugh.
0: Before we turn into some kind of clown-based farce, let's, let's, what, let's, let, let's, let's etch a line in the mosaic under time tiles. That is done. Whether it is a full-on game, a child's game, a museum game, we're not quite sure. Or whether it's a tie-in with a particular movie chain, we're not quite sure. But let's just draw a line under that for now.
1: Ship it. Ship it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Everybody ready for idea number two? All right. I'm going to fire up the bot again. Here we go. Okay. We have something a little darker now. We we seem to be going down an ancient theme, but we have something a little Mm. darker. It's a role-playing game, interesting.
1: Ooh, my speciality.
0: <laughs> Where you are zombies, players playing zombies, hunting detectives, interesting, in ancient Egypt. Oh. Ah, I like it. Interesting.
1: <laughs> so, so I guess a question to the table would be, um, or the panel, since we're not actually sitting at a table, would be, um, are these zombies or are they mummies, given the Egyptian theme?
2: I like the idea of mummies. So your mummies yeah. who are raised up because maybe the detectives are investigating something and the mummies mm. are coming back as zombies saying, hey, don't do that, you're disturbing us and some curse and mm. it's making things really crap in the afterlife or something and they're trying to tell yeah, the detectives yeah. that or just kill yeah. the detectives for being annoying.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, mummy, Egyptian mummies... If I understand correctly, and if there are any Egyptologists in the audience, please call in and correct us, um, is that the, they believe that there were five pieces of a soul or even like more than that. There was like the physical body, the, the spirit, the life spirit, the mind, the, uh, you know, it, it went actually into a number of different fragments. So it might be that the mummies are trying to get their stuff back. You know the pieces of their souls, so they can come back to life. Maybe Ooh. I don't know, yeah. but you know, detectives could be tomb raiders or thieves.
0: I guess the or thing with any role play game is we have to think: is this a specific uh, aim of a broader game, or hmm. is this um, the the loose theme somehow? Mm. that's what do we think first there?
3: Because a role-playing game could go in any direction, mm. potentially. That's that's the big thing about a role-playing game. And if you have such a tight <laughs> Don't shoot the goal message. or objective <laughs> as this, and no, no, this is no. quite specific. <laughs> even well, that's that's the luck of the draw. But I mean, even if it's basically like reverse Indiana Jones. It's still pretty, yeah. I mean, it could go off the yeah. rails pretty yeah. quickly. You could have your zombies in Manhattan or whatever.
1: Well, I mean, for example, though, imagine that your your group of mummies, the question is, who are the player characters? Which is one of the first questions mm-hmm. you usually ask for an RPG. Is um, there a mummy, you know, an Egyptian pharaoh or queen, and their court? You know, their, their spouse, their immediate families, maybe their their general, their um, advisor, everyone that was buried with them, Mm. you know, and they're trying to hunt down all of the stuff that was stolen from them. So in a way, it's like reverse Indiana Jones. They're trying to get their stuff back. Oh, Oh, that's cool. And you
3: run across... In the one night in the museum, you run across a bunch of Romans. They're like just painting
1: away. Yeah. You're so confused. And you're like, hey, you doing those sorts in our tomb. Yes. <laughs> you oh, yeah. You took my hero. That,
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> that doesn't belong in a museum.
0: <laughs> okay. So have there been any uh, role-play games based in ancient Egypt at all?
1: Uh, yes, I can answer that. Yeah. Uh, Valley of the Pharaohs. Okay. Um, was uh, an ancient Egypt uh, RPG. Um, there is. Um, there have been a few. There was a Dungeons & Dragons setting yep. and um, a later, another Dungeons & Dragons setting whose name I am completely blanking on at the moment. And then there was a, a White Wolf World of Darkness oh, really? game called Mummy, huh. which hmm. was surprisingly about mummies <laughs> in the modern world.
0: I bet there was a. There was probably a Rifts one, wasn't there? There's always a Rifts setting as well. I,
1: yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to... <laughs> they had but to no, there, there have been a few. But Ancient Egypt, yes. Okay. There have been a few that have been both fantasy Ancient Egypt and then real Ancient Egypt. Okay. And uh, Green um, Ronin did a game called Testament that okay. had oh, uh, okay. set in Egypt.
2: Um, as someone who's never played an RPG... Um, but no. has a vague idea of how they might work. You talk about being too specific with the goal. Um, so would you say that having really who the player characters are is the most important thing? And then from that, really anything can happen?
0: Or Yeah, hmm? generally a setting, who the characters are, and they're kind of loose. I mean, their, their general goals is to go on particular sorts of quests, uh, what quest means can also be quite broad. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Generally, yeah, yeah. when you're designing an RPG, the three questions most designers try to answer is who are the player characters? What are they trying to do? And what is trying to prevent them from getting that done? Hmm. You know, and that could be like it's the forces of evil. It's, um, you know, it could be you know, we're adventurers. We're seeking wealth and fame and All of those monsters are keeping us from doing that. Mm.
2: Okay, so that would be a broad goal, and then maybe you'd have, like, every time you played, you'd perhaps keep the same characters and have a different smaller goal every time. Right. Is that right? It
1: could be a sequential thing, you know? It could be a big campaign where you've got to collect a whole bunch of stuff, or you have different adventures every time.
0: Based on what Jason says, so the detectives are the people trying to stop you. They're your enemies. This is one of those reverse mm. role games where you are the "in quote unquote" monster, whatever that may mean. Mm. But the traditional monster and the detectives, whoever they are, which I think we should figure out in a minute, are stopping us doing things in ancient Egypt. But yeah, go ahead. oh wait,
2: sorry. so so oh. you're so you're in ancient Egypt the oh. whole time.
1: Well, ancient, yeah, ancient Egypt is a pretty big period of
2: In my head, I was thinking about them being, yeah, because we'd started with the, the mummies coming to life no. and it being more modern and more the mummies kind to complete their tasks or do their okay. thing, hmm. but kind of incognito in the the it world, <laughs> mm. so they have a, lots yeah, of that, skills to do with cunning. That was and a question for me too. I mean, <laughs> dressing yeah, up, yeah,
3: disguise, yeah, some very good makeup. Mm.
0: Um, There's lots of I, there,
3: there is a there is a Valiant comics uh, series called Britannia, um, which involves a, a an ancient Roman detective going around solving mysteries. Oh. Um, and he does wander into he does wander into Egypt <laughs> um, but I don't think that detect- detectives were really a thing were they I mean mm. could we broaden it out I think so. so you're like a wandering we've already yeah? a you're like a, so, well, I mean, we need you, to broaden it don't we Yeah, you a little so you're like a wandering philosopher or like an antiquarian or something
1: well, or, the they, they're they're or those fighting. are the bad the, 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 the those are the bad guys the are the bad guys
3: yeah yeah and you're trying to stop them from uh, from disturbing your your soul. I mean, it's or your soul getting, in those
1: jars, right? Or getting your stuff back? Yeah, like, getting maybe your maybe it's you, you're just trying to get all your pieces back. All your canopic jars have been taken by the uh, these detectives, gra- grave which are technically just grave robbers. And, yeah, you know, you've got to get your stuff back. Now I get my spleen.
0: (laughs) And, of course, getting your stuff back should be a long task to make it Mm. worthwhile of a role-play game. Um, You know. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Getting your stuff back. (laughs) Like
1: reverse operation where you've got all... You're trying to put the pieces back in the little body on the the table.
3: But I I like the time travel angle, too. I always like I think if you could have... If you can have time-travelling uh, detectives, like we need this stuff in our museum, so it has to stay undisturbed or whatever, or it has to get stolen at a certain point.
0: There's certainly an underlying theme here where we've got like uh, ancient ancient uh, things, but we can't seem to figure out how to make, actually make them ancient, so they're just figuratively ancient <laughs> or out-of-time ancient. <laughs> just, all right. Um, so... Um, One last question on this. Is this a a majority roleplay game where you have a a, a GM, a storyteller, whatever the game mechanic calls them, uh, and then players? Or is it one of these collaborative storytelling games where you have no GM? What do we think?
2: Do you guys want to just explain um, a couple of games perhaps that have those different? Uh, mechanics?
1: Everybody's looking at me on their cameras. I don't know if that's <laughs> just because we're all looking forward. Um, there have been games that have no Game Master. Um, I think the first one I can think of was based on the um, uh, Rune uh, computer game where basically the uh, you just built this sort of encounter deck. It was an art pen and paper RPG based on a computer game. And you sort of built these little encounters with various mishmashes of things that would happen. And then you, like every turn, basically, one person would be the guy in charge of figuring out what happened that round. And it was basically just a fight scene with a problem to be solved at the end. And then after that, it would turn to another person drawing random cards and sort of presenting them. Um, So there are some of these where they don't really have one person as the architect where the handle goes. Um, Games like Fiasco, too, which is technically a role playing game where you're basically all of you are doing improv to try to build scenes and goals and you don't have one person in charge.
3: I like that as an example, Jason, because I think actually philosophically, it's nice. I'm really sorry in advance again. Philosophically. (laughs) <laughs> it's nice to have this idea of actually every player can introduce some ideas into the game and mm. it, and then the other players have to live with that and then maybe introduce their own stuff.
4: Mm.
3: Kind of a bit of give and take. Right. Uh, which I think you get in fiasco, right?
1: Yes. Um absolutely. And
3: so maybe maybe each player can have their own like nemesis as it were. These detectives they put they also play one of the uh, bad characters mm. and that's a that's a challenge for everybody
1: yeah that, uh, just yeah. throwing that out there oh no it sounds kind of fun so you know like which of you will play my enemy in this scene
0: <laughs> yeah mm. i like that actually yeah okay i think the dm free one is making a lot of sense it's um yeah actually i like that i like that idea a lot michael okay good keep that t- tight in your head because we're going to enter a a Demo round and determine what that means in a roleplay game in a minute. Let's firstly get the most important aspect: the title. What is the mm. title? Hmm. <laughs> I want my mummy. Oh. No, that's before. <laughs> <awful>. oh. <laughs> Give me my guts back.
3: <laughs> Ouch! I, I I like leaning on Jason's uh, suggestion of using this ancient uh, mythology, or like this the different parts of the soul Mm. because you've got the the car which is the double which is like your mirror image you've got Mm. the shadow of your shadow self these are all kind of stuff that role players love Mm. because it could it could mean a lot of different things Mm. and basically you can just make it up right you could be strict and go with the mythology or you could just kind of wing it
1: yeah Mm. You could call it something like desert souls, or
4: Ooh,
0: yeah. something ancient souls, disturbed souls, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sandy souls. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: that's almost that's the second terrible pun of the day.
0: <laughs> it, wasn't really it was a really a pun, inadvertently you go it in is. the same bucket.
1: <laughs> yeah, you you fell into that one.
0: <laughs> oh, it's okay. Very Anyway, I'm starting to think too much of sand and buckets now. Okay. All right. So let's open up with a round. I mean, with a role-playing game, obviously there's a round concept is a little more wishy-washy. What I think we should do is we should introduce our mummies to each other, introduce our nemesis to each other, and then maybe each of us does an interaction as our mummy with our nemesis. How about that? (laughs) <laughs> Michael's shaking his head which is not, no one can see because we're on audio but anyway <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'm taking it you you have reverted to ancient culture and shaking your head means yes okay all right <laughs> Rebecca who's your mummy <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's terrible sorry uh, this <laughs> describe will not be within the game <laughs> it still doesn't help Des- I- I- describe your mummified creature I don't know
2: <laughs> oh well if I'm going to be first then I feel that means I can be um I- I'll be a queen yeah an ancient queen who's been mummified and is uh, a little bit annoyed that everything's been stolen She's just my brain was taken out through my nose and put in a jar for a very good reason. Thank you very much. And I'm having a terrible time in the afterlife. Now you've stolen it. I'm coming back to take it. That's what she says. She gets quite northern when she gets annoyed as well.
0: <laughs> mm, <yes. laughs> and Don't we all? <laughs> who, who is your nemesis? As in the one of us and also describe them.
2: Um, so how's, how's, this, how's this working then? I'm giving telling one of you to be a nemesis? Or?
0: Exactly. So tell one of us who you're... Who is your nemesis, and who are they as a character?
2: Okay, <laughs> um, so and we're still on the detectives of sort of. <laughs> I'm not quite sure yeah. what we
0: agreed yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we well, seem like, to just throw or... that away. I think. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, um, no, it my, okay, good, my nemesis
2: but... is a skulking rogue uh, detective mm. who,
0: who has been
2: who as in as in one of, of, of you.
0: Yes, exactly. Okay, it'll be you, Chris. Um, oh, I think you're wrong. <laughs>
2: The nemesis, who's been skulking in whilst other people have been doing expeditions and very sensitively trying to remove things and and preserve the tombs, um, he's been he's been just sneaking around, uh, kind of. I seem kind of like as a as a kind of worm tongue character, someone like slimy mm. who's coming in to try and taking things under false pretences.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. Good. I'm not quite All sure
2: right. why to build his own shrine to something because he feels life will be better in the afterlife Um. and he wants to take all the jewels and riches
0: (laughs) wow so he's trying to be a mummy himself (laughs) deep okay (laughs) okay michael describe your mummy
3: i'm thinking that i'm gonna try and bring some contrast so my mummy will be a simple um laborer you know like maybe a stone carver or a potter um but kind of embroiled maybe in this um, maybe a love affair with a princess or something Mm -hmm. like this. And um, she's stolen his heart. It says in the, in the Wikipedia article anyway. Yeah. Oh, it's kind (laughs) of, yeah, it's kind of a little edgy and also a little cute. Yeah. Mm. Uh, So there's this, uh, there's this heart that you got in addition to your soul. And, uh, Obviously, that's um, important. You don't want to lose that. And so um, she's got it locked away somewhere, probably in a pyramid. Um, Yeah, and she's hired all these detectives, most likely um, some uh, foreigners. Um, And one of you, you can decide, I guess, Jason or Chris, you get to play this kind of uh, um, band of uh, thugs and thieves who are going to go and track that thing down for me. That didn't make sense, actually. I was I was meant to be getting it back, wasn't I? <laughs> <laughs> I right, would well, so, Maybe I've hired you. So, Maybe I've hired Jason you is then. your
0: physically aggressive nemesis. Okay. Mm-hmm. Excellent. All right, Jason, what's your mummy?
1: All right, I'm one of those kinds of players that buys the cool expansion pack that has a bunch of really, um, you know, like the first source book that has the weird rules, and I cajole the game master into letting me play them. So I'm going to be an Egyptian cat mummy.
0: Yeah. And I was gonna do <laughs> that know, too, actually. To, so you got that oh, first well, I'm gonna have go. to drastically so, think who I am gonna be now.
1: the benefits of going third. <laughs> <laughs> um so yes, I would be an Egyptian cat mummy who is in fact, um, trying, you know, very fine and refined animal, worshipped as almost as a god, um, and was hoping to uh take my place in the afterlife at the um side of my uh my pharaoh or queen or um you know but instead i'm you know trying to figure things out and i was um, attacked my spirit was attacked while i was going through the trials to get me into the egyptian afterlife by a um an alligator and so an alligator mummy is my enemy my nemesis and whichever of you feels that you could perhaps um uh invoke the spirit of a um Alligator mummy detective. <laughs> By all means, you just leap on that.
2: I feel I was born for it. <laughs>
1: yeah. All right, it's the role you were born to play. Okay, so, yeah.
3: that's that's really cool, Jason, because that's that's that concept. I, I remember this at school, uh, learning about this at school. They in the Egyptian afterlife, right? They were tested, yeah, and you yeah. had
1: to got to go
0: through this answer steps questions down the river. and
3: stuff. Have you ever told a lie or whatever? Yep, it's kind of like truth or dare, and then yeah.
4: Mm.
0: All right, I've got to pick my mummy. I think then I am going to go for, I, mm. I picked this very rapidly without reading any of the um, the historical record and admit that it's actually accurate, but I saw something saying double. I personally was born a Gemini. So I'm going to say I'm not one mummy. I am two twin child mummies. Um, a boy and a conjoined.
1: girl. Conjoined?
0: Why the hell not? <laughs> <laughs> where, where are they Conjoined? They share an back. arm. They share an arm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, I mean, as this, uh, as this kind of – oh, hang on. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. As this kind of um, uh, f- sort of ancient freak of nature, a neme- my nemesis, played by Rebecca – no, played by Michael. He's the only one left. Played by Michael. Um, came along – and cut myself and my twin apart. So I'm currently only one of that twin, and I'm trying to find my other twin. And Michael, who is a uh, an evil doctor, is is hiding my twin somewhere and I'm trying to find them.
3: That's pretty evil. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's a pretty diabolical.
1: It makes my alligator seem tame. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all
3: for science. <laughs> It's all for science.
0: Now, do we want to do a very, very quick interaction between each of us?
1: Mm, I think we should just move on. Um, Can I ask
2: you a quick question then just to follow (laughs) up on the RPG thing? What makes a great character or a great set of characters playing a game where you think, we're going to have a great time, this is good? People. And what makes you go, oh God.
1: I would think that it would be just a a fun mix of personality types and roles so that everybody has a kind of a thing they do that is their niche, Mm. that is the fun thing they do. And you, like, if everybody's just doing these sort of weird general things, you know, they're sort of bland, then you end up with everybody trying to do exactly the same thing.
2: Mm. And would you, with the characters we just came up with, do, do you think that would be a goer? (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I mean, each of them sort of corresponds to some sort of a uh, a kind of a major role in that um, yours seems to be the the face of the group, a, a queen who's got a lot of social skills and can dominate and command people. Michael has described a laborer, so he's probably pretty physical and he could probably knock somebody down if they came at him. Um My character would be able to sneak around and discover things and climb on things and do cat-like stuff. And then uh, Chris's character has the tortured (laughs) angst of being separated and a little weird. And maybe there's some sort of weird Gemini magic thing there.
2: And in a game, would these four characters then be working together or traveling together in some way? Or are they quite separate stories?
4: I, mean,
0: ooh, I think traveling I together but with their own life goals. This is not uncommon. Okay. You know, yeah. 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 And they're doing quests as they go and, and maybe are revealing particular parts of their personal quest as they go to. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. Feeling, Desert Souls. Feeling the hot sun beating down on our mummified corpses. Let's call an end to Desert Souls. And let's move on to our final game. Is everybody ready? <laughs>
1: Are we drawing a line in the sand on that one?
0: <laughs> Sorry. That was, that was actually that was pretty good. <laughs> okay, let's I'll fire be here up. all week. Let's fire up the book for one more shot. Okay, a little bit similar maybe to a role-playing game here in some respects. We have a cooperative game where you are writers watching spaceships in a far and distant land it sounds very poetic so whimsical oh. <laughs> yeah. let's start with the mechanic cooperative game is everybody reasonably clear on what that means what that can mean it means you're not going to you're less likely
2: to hate each other at the end of it Not necessarily. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) There is a concept of an alpha gamer in cooperative games where someone dominates too much and you can Mm. still be equally as annoyed with them. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But basically when you're working together against the game, instead Mm -hmm. of you working against each other, there is some mechanic in the game that is working against you. And actually generally cooperative games are quite hard. You will beat the game 50% of the time, maybe. Yeah. if you're lucky.
1: Right. Um, so what genre of game was this again? I, I've
0: <laughs> forgotten. <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually very uh, wistful and poetic. You are writers watching you well, well, No, I mean,
1: what, what type of a, game? Is, it a game? is it a board game? Is it a card game? Is it a RPG?
0: That is up to us. The mechanic in this case oh. was somewhat loose. Um, I'm imagining okay. a board game personally because that's most of the cooperatives I play, but there are equally good cooperative card games. Um yeah, most I of the ones I of... see on my shelf are board but it could be card um, I almost
1: think of it as a card game kind of a thing. Yeah. You know where you're drawing to see like are you seeing a spaceship I maybe like train watching <laughs> only your spaceship watching, you know.
0: <laughs> I like that. It's it, um, I mean, I don't know if any of you have played um Wingspan. Um no is a very nice game which is kind of about it's kind of about bird watching though it's not really it's sort of matching birds to their habitats and things and when i saw the theme i was just like oh god that sounds so boring but actually it's really kind of wistful and nice and peaceful and relaxing you've <laughs>
1: got a game of the year award last year here in yeah. berlin
2: yeah. and so how does that work
0: yes that's not cooperative but it's just the it's actually just the artwork is very nice there's no kind of um backstabbing your, your other teammates really the, so the other players it's just quite nice so i kind of feel like the idea of yeah you know, like spaceship watching as a theme mm. as being just nice and wistful and there's no real reason or point to it but it just has nice mm. artwork it's kind of just it's like a just a nice experience um, mm-hmm. But with a cooperative, obviously, there has to be something coming against you. So that's something we have to think about. But,
2: and could there uh-huh. be something you mentioned with the Wingspan, it's matching birds to their uh, habitat. And could this be where you link the spaceships to the writer idea that somehow you're matching to some kind of poetic descriptions? Or, I don't <laughs> know. How would you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Maybe or creating them is, somehow. Wingspan
0: is not cooperative. So we have yeah. to... Oh, okay. uh, uh, although generally with cooperatives, you're trying to... Um, I have quite a lot on my shelf right now because I reordered all my games to the games that I could play on my own, and you can play of games on your own. So you're generally trying to achieve a mission. There's some kind of theme. You're trying to get certain icons, certain collections of things within a certain time before the game beats you to it. That's okay. usually...
2: So two things have come to mind. When it comes to writing collaboratively, um, it reminds me of, I think, is it consequences where you write something, fold it over and pass it on to the next person. Yeah. And the first, and you're perhaps you're instructed what to do, what type of thing maybe you write for each one. Um, and then the other thing, when it comes to people writing, <laughs> um, it reminds me a little bit of Dixit, the idea of you're describing something. Um, and thinking, how would other people? I was going describe to say him? that. And so I don't yeah. know. If, and I really, I like that because it's a really nice to insight into people yeah. as well, and how they're thinking yeah. about things. So I know that's not necessarily <laughs> working towards our goals, but they're just the things that, no, that came into my head. There,
0: as Jason pointed out, cooperative is, is kind of is kind of vague. It, it, it's starting to maybe be somewhat similar to the role play game. But um, for example, there is a role play game that Jason and I have played together called Baron von Muckhausen. We are trying to one-up each other with fantastical mm. stories. And this could lend itself to that yes. kind of idea too. Um, you know, the, the bot has, right. the, the jerk has given us a very vague mechanic here. So <laughs> Hi.
1: Well, I mean, you could also kind of take a, a page from Douglas Adams and that the characters could all be the equivalent of field oh, reporters yes. for, you know, a new edition of the Hitchhiker's <laughs> Guide to the Galaxy the spaceships Edition. And you know we're out working together with our telescopes, watching the skies to try to uh, identify all of the different spaceships coming in, or maybe they're coming into the spaceport, and you're drawing random cards, and oh, that's not a spaceship; that's uh, (laughs) a. That's a gas cloud. That's just swamp gas. It's not a spaceship. And
3: you're trying, you know. and actually all you're trying to do is just sell more copies of the guide. No, no, no. That's no, no, all
1: no, you no, need no. to do. You're trying to get a, no? get a complete no, you're, you're guide. You're trying to get a lift you know? on one.
0: This is like the beginning of the book. You're trying to get a lift. <laughs> <laughs> Although, um,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, if we wanted to just license it, we could say that we're, you know, we're a bunch of writers and we're, we're cooperating and that we all want the guide, you know, the... Uh, right, the guide to succeed, but at the same time, we're trying to get the scoop on the others, so we're trying
0: to get rides
1: on more expensive or faster or cooler Yeah, shifts.
0: and there are actually also, Rebecca, just to confuse things even more, there are semi-cooperative games where you can have uh, you're uh, working yeah. together on a common goal, but maybe you also have personal goals which get in the way of that, or you even have traitors mm. sometimes who are actually working <gasps> against it, okay. yeah. and you're also trying to find out who they are, so this doesn't really have a traitor, but you right. could all be yeah you're sort of working together but you're also trying yeah I don't know. yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right. so you're not there's completely yeah. It's like what
4: where... <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: yeah right i mean battlestar galactica the the board game you can you're playing with yeah. the fleet trying to escape but there's mm. one or two cylon characters who are unbeknownst just, to everyone
3: else. you just turn the card over and look for that red thing on their back going up and down right
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. That's how that works. Have
3: you seen Battlestar Galactica? It's really, it's really yes, funny. But yeah, yeah. the, the game, the TV okay. series, the film? In the, in the TV series, oh, all the robots have a big flashing red light on their back. <laughs> That's how you know they're robots.
1: <laughs> their spine <light> yes. up <laughs> But anyway. Um, so, you know, I mean, here's a question, though. Are they spaceships or are they UFOs? They could be both. I think I what mm-hmm. I really
3: liked was Rebecca's idea of using a Dixit kind of mechanic so you're all kind of second guessing yeah. each other and maybe okay. and maybe instead of like trying to get points or trying to beat an adversary necessarily maybe you're stuck on earth where you really just don't want to be it's like it's okay mm-hmm. but you you could be somewhere else you want to be at a party you want to be you actually have a you have a date somewhere you have to get there and you just want to lift out of here mm-hmm. But at the same time, you need to get enough credit to survive, right? So you're playing off, do I do an exciting story or do I do a flattering story that'll get me a ride on the ship? And you're trying to second guess other people. How much, how much excitement are they going to put in but maybe make enemies? And how much of the kind of flattering are they going to do but maybe miss out on the next meal?
0: Actually, so I like this. There's a game called um, City of Horror. Which I think I think it's called City of Horror, maybe something like that, or Last Night on Earth. I don't know. Anyway, one of these zombie games where it's a cooperative game, and you're trying to survive until the helicopter comes to pick you up. And most of the game is actually negotiation. You all you all need as many as possible. If you try, need to try and escape, but there you have to basically say, uh, you know, I need a gun because I'm surrounded by zombies. If you give me the gun. I'll give you the food and all this kind of stuff so you're constantly negotiating towards a common goal and this could be a similar idea here it's like we all need to have a good story and we all need to get off but we're trying to figure out the best stories for ourselves as well at the same time um but if if we're too too selfish then we can't win the game but we're also yeah we're trying to work off each other yeah. a little bit
1: yeah, yeah. if one person asks yeah. for too much then it just yeah. breaks the uh, yeah. Yeah. breaks the like game it. for like everyone it. else
0: and the far and distant land can be earth this is definitely Hitchhiker's because it was uh, <laughs> 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 that <North> was <laughs> the far and distant land <laughs> and to be blunt unless I'm mistaken no one has really made a good Hitchhiker's game have they so
1: mm, I think there have been compu- the, the the computer games, game, computer course, game yeah, but I game don't think, think Yeah, I don't think there's ever been a licensed game with that. I'm sure that it's just too expensive Uh, or some sort of a, you know, restriction again. Oh,
0: here we go. Anyone listening? Who knows?
4: (laughs) And
0: don't forget that copyright warning at the beginning. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Are we reasonably reasonably happy with the idea where we're writers trying to get by, trying to write good stories to looking for ships that can get us off planet and trying to attract them to, to find the right ship to get us off planet. They, yeah. Is that something like that? Or yeah. I,
3: I, I like that. I love that. That appeals to me, to my sense of like, it's a little bit of role playing in there. There's some tactics, but not too much. And it could be, it could go down a different way. It could be a bit more gritty. You know, you could be like warrior poets and you're kind of praising the virtue of this magnificent starship or whatever, but then you annoy somebody else.
0: <laughs> All right, then. Um, ignoring the obvious times, what's the name yep. of the game? <laughs> Let's put those aside. <laughs> Any ideas?
3: So, so bingo, bingo points for mentioning stars, I guess um written in the stars oh oh written in the
0: stars
3: i like that mm.
2: sure give <laughs> <could> be a <laughs> constellation making game <laughs>
3: anything mm. with constellation sounds cool i think people buy those games constellation station <laughs> yeah
2: station <Wow>. <laughs> <laughs> that's Why? the name of the big hub uh like uh where where the spaceships mm. stop off to refuel, sure. Fair, that station idea aside <laughs> for a future
0: use, hopefully. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, let's try a test round. So I think we have we have um, jobs. We're trying to do jobs. We are trying to find ships to to escape. We're trying to find the the right ship. Actually, the one thing we didn't discuss in the mechanics was. In any good co-op, there's something in the game that's battling against us. What is that?
2: Yeah, is there some reason we're rogue writers or something? Or we we're not allowed to hitchhike or whatever. Yeah.
1: Mm. <laughs> there could be there could be rivals.
2: All the best ships have Vogue guns on them.
1: <laughs> ah. Aliens.
3: <laughs> we've been we've been kicked off the network. Nobody will hire us. <laughs> mm. Or we or we work for the station for the only Station, the only available channel. Constellation Station. And we're all... (laughs) We're all hired by this one channel. That's why we're all in one. And maybe we're battling for
1: ratings. It could be our enemies or the men in black who are trying to find us on Earth because they think something is up.
0: Okay, I like that. I like that, yes. So (laughs) we're trying to get off the planet before the, the, the whatever they're called finds us and... And they're seeded in the deck somehow, like Pandemic, for example. Mm. They're seeded in the deck somehow, and the further through the deck we go, the more likely it is we're found out and we can't get, because, get off planet because we're in some high-tech prison cell or something like that. Instead. Okay, no, no, no. great. Okay, good. All right, so let's try our first round. Um, if you don't mind, I'm a huge co-op game fan, so do you mind if I take the first round? And then we'll do like a game round, the round of the game afterwards as well.
1: You have the microphone.
0: We, we all do, but yes. <laughs> I, I meant more spiritually. <laughs> okay, all right. So all right, here's my here's my um my role. I am um I am Tom Diggity, <laughs> roving food reporter with the um the oh with constellation station. We already said that. Okay. All right, I need to find work. Um, okay, so this is this is often a mechanic of co-ops as well like there's things you have to do that get in the way of you accomplishing the main goal as well. So before I can go any further, I need to finish this uh, finish this review of this of this new restaurant in I don't know somewhere or other um, and submit it in time. I don't know why Constellation Station is interested, but let's just go with it. Okay. And I need to uh, get certain icons moving around the, the boards to do that. Um, okay. That's my turn. Who's next? Michael.
3: I'm going to go with this Martian warrior poet, I think. Um, maybe uh, Zar- Zargon the Red. Wow. And... Um, Basically, so um, I need to get back to Mars. I've obviously um, probably got uh, an important battle to go and document. Um, but so that's my goal, and my my problem is that I can I can boost the ratings, but only so far because then it starts. The more I go off into my Martian war poetry, the more people start sort of getting upset. Who's this? Who's this guy? Is he causing trouble? Is he kind of? rousing people's uh anger and so on is he yeah so i'm trying to um i'm trying to earn enough credits to get back to mars that's it uh but without um starting a war on this on earth (laughs) or on the on the planetoid it's always a
0: planetoid okay rebecca what's your first turn
2: uh, so, uh, I have been listening, uh, to the hitchhiker's guide again in isolation. <laughs> it has to say, so I'm going to be Toyota Yaris. I,
0: uh, I was trying to go down that path <laughs> and I just got lost. Well done, well done. I'm going to be Toyota Yaris
2: and I have, um, I've maxed out my corporate card for given to me from Constellation Station. And I need to get an amazing scoop on something. Um, and it's a huge event that's happening um, on a planet, and it's impossible to get a ticket for. And I need to get in there and get some amazing interviews so I can get my job back with Constellation Station.
0: Mm. Okay, Jason, your first turn. I'm
1: going to be, um, let's see, Brian Resident... Um a um, embedded alien pretending to be a UFO investigator. So that I'm not actually trying to Some expose lot. the truth. <laughs> I'm trying to find a route home <laughs> and see if I can bum a ride off someone. So I'm I'm kind of in the tinfoil hat, drives around in a van full of with a wall full of little um you know red yarn. St- things tacked up to the uh, board, lots of uh, newspaper clippings and whatnot. Like when he opens up the side of the van, <laughs> news- newspaper <laughs> clippings fall out because he actually prints them out and sticks them to the boards um, and um, probably some crazy hair and whatnot. And yes, he's, um, you know, a member of all these weird uh, UFO group. Not that being in a UFO group is weird. If, but um, he's a member of some more extreme UFO seeker groups and so whenever you know he, he makes a yearly pilgrimage to area 51 in uh, uh, America and you know shouts up at the night sky please take me <laughs> so that would be my guy um,
0: and what's your what's your uh, your aim need for this round or the next couple of rounds
1: oh definitely um, I've just... Um, my goal is to just get into the right place at the right time i mean i know these guys i don't know why they left me behind but i brought beer <laughs> <laughs> we landed the ship and i went out to get the beer and i came back and everyone was
2: gone oh man so you got stranded at the 711 is this a- <laughs> i
1: got stranded at the 711 the intergalactic rest stop that is the earth.
0: <laughs> All right. So, for a
3: thousand years. I'm going to draw
0: hmm. cards for the game. So, I don't know. Let's say you draw three cards or something like that. We have mm. uh, a nothing happens card. That's good. We have a card that says, Oh, I think this might affect Jason's character. If you have a paranoid character, I would have no idea. <laughs> um, Paranoid character writes something online that is just a little bit too realistic and gets oh, suspicion. No in our favor. Oh. Okay. i draw another card. Ah, this is a good card. This card says um, a scientist uh, comes out, a mainstream scientist comes out on the news and gives some like irrefutable evidence that aliens can't be real. So that's good for us. Oh, good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> <This is, laughs> <very> good. <laughs> Alright. That was our first round of Written in the Stars. Okay, everybody, that was our three games. Did everyone enjoy that? They, they had a little bit of a kind of thread to them. A sort of working together thread, I think
1: maybe, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> not in Jason's mind <laughs> hmm. yes.
2: all right then I would sure. play all of them
0: yes yeah what was everyone's favorite Michael mm. what would you buy if it was available
3: I was very taken by uh, Constellation Station or Written in the Stars or both just because of the wacky theme I think
0: okay mm. um Jason what yep. would you buy if it was available um
1: The same. I would definitely go with the latter one.
0: Rebecca, what would you buy if it was available?
2: I do actually really like the last one as well. It's really good. But also the sword creation, I think, could be really interesting. Mm. I like that. Particularly those expansion packs we talked about.
0: To be honest with you, I think we're going to go unanimous here. I actually, from a different perspective, in thinking from in my mind, I could go and make this game. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Yes>. I know.
0: <laughs> let's, let's talk after like. the show. <laughs> so, yes, okay. Uh, written in the Stars slash Constellation Station, I think, is our our, our game of the episode. Um mm-hmm. We're going to go and work on it now. Nobody else. Stay where you are. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. We, we,
1: we should probably do a title search to see if these games actually
0: yeah. exist somewhere. I feel like Written Stars could be some kind of Cthulhu Mythos-style game. Yeah. <laughs> it It's quoted a lot. Okay. Before we wrap up, I'm just going to let everybody just say if you want people to uh, to get in touch with you or to keep tabs on things you might be working on that are somewhat relevant, I'll let you just say uh, how people can uh, can find that out. So, Rebecca, is there a way you'd like people to sort of keep up to date with some of your other creative works?
2: Um, yeah, they can listen to uh, some concept albums, which I've released. We are remastering at the moment, but if you want a sneak peek, um, go to unrealbook.world and have a listen to those.
0: Okay, Michael, anything you want to plug or mention that you're working on you'd like people to have a look at?
3: If you want to hear my voice anymore, you can tune into the Nerdy Legion podcast network. Uh, I sometimes guest there. I guess I call myself an intern there. Uh, it's nerdylegion.com.
0: Intern or interned? Hey. In- <laughs> Back to ancient
3: Egypt, I guess, yeah.
0: <laughs> Jason, how can people find like one central place of the many things you work on?
1: Um, I'm... Uh- my primary role in um, the professional role is the line editor for RuneQuest at Chaosium. So if you go to Chaosium's Facebook page or um, anything related to RuneQuest on the internet or um, Facebook or the Basic basicroleplaying.com site, I'm usually there okay. and I can talk about RuneQuest with you.
0: And from me, you can look at christianchiller.com uh, related game stuff. I actually am in this isolation period starting a solo gamer live stream. Um, there should be some episodes there um, by the time this is out, I guess. It's hard to say when it, exactly when it's going to come out, but there should be some there. Um, and um, also one or two of the games that I am working on, you will find some details of there under the writing section. So that's how you can find mine. And for the show itself, you can always go to boardgamejerk.com. And uh, until next time, we would all like to say goodbye. Thank you very much for listening.